When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, now we are going to the town of Stormfield, where there's, as always, a problem. The town of Stormfield sits on the edge of a vast area of swampland known throughout the local area as the Merc. There's a link there. Merc is the name the residents of Stormfield are given the large swamp that borders the town. Many legends surround the Quadmire, but none more famous than that of the Merc men. Rumour that, that an ancient te- temple hidden in the heart of the swamp is filled with valuable treasures have enticed many to enter the swamp over the years, though they all either abandoned their searches or simply never returned from the tangled, maze like mire. There's a link about the Merc men. Over many years, the residents of the town of Stormfield reported seeing strange humanoid creatures in and about the edge of, edge of the nearby swamp known as the Merc. According to all accounts, these Merkmen appear to be vaguely human in shape, but are made entirely from mud and muck. A few locals even said they were attacked and chased by these horrific creations. The Merkmen, as these creatures have come to be called, were the main reasons there were few who dare venture into the swamp. Okay, um, there. Although irrigation from the swamp provides the township's farmers with an abundance of fertile farmland, the mire is a place of great peril and is avoided by nearly everyone. So obviously not me, because I go where people don't go. Because they're dangerous. <laughs> At first glance, Stormfield appears to be a town in a good deal, deal of distress. I mean, if its shops are closed and few people are out and about, the town's marketplace is closed. Now and again, you pass small groups of armed men patrolling the town streets. The equipment is poor quality, which leads to the most these men are most likely armed citizens and not any sort of organised militia. Stop one of the groups and find out what's going on. Merc men, says one of the men in the armed party passing by. All about these parts of late. Isn't the street safe in these towns anymore? Safe for under the high sun. You best not be caught out of doors after sunset. There's a... T- there's been a dozen attacks in, in this last week alone. He pressed the man for more information about the Merc men of which he spoke. They've always been in that infernal mire over there.
edge of town, he says, roughly indicating south with a wave of his hand. It's known as the Merc around this park, but but of late they've pressed the boundaries, see? It's not just one or two. These monsters are roaming about in bands of four or five, sometimes more. We don't think we haven't had and don't think we haven't had haven't haven't asked for help from our good king, growls another man, and carries a broad axe over his meaty shoulder. A lot of good it did us, up in Talos, they were convinced we're a bunch of bloons down here, squawking over fables of mudmen, who creep out of the swamp at night to prey on folks. There's a half believe it myself, I haven't seen it with my own eyes. The men further explained that the town's militia was nearly wiped out in a brutal confrontation with over a dozen merkmen two weeks ago. Since that time, the men of the town have formed patrol groups that sweep through the streets and around the borders of Stormfield day and night. It's the only thing right now that prevents the whole town from closing up, says the third man. Don't know where your head is, stranger. By your sword, I'll make sure I stay inside at night. As the men begin to move off, the first man you spoke with turns and says something that piques your interest. He tells you that Stormfield's town magistrate is seeking to hear from anyone who will be willing to journey into the murk and stop the menace of the murk man at its source. You might call him in the town hall if you're so inclined, he says. You bid the men a farewell and move off to continue their patrol. Alright, I'm going to visit this town magistrate now. The town magistrate of Stormfield is a thin, grey, grey-haired man with a short cropped beard and small, shrewd eyes. You note that a long sword hangs from his belt. Though judging by his overall physical condition, you conclude the weapon must merely serve a decorative purpose. Welcome to Stormfield, stranger, he says. I wish you'd arrived at better times, though. Converse with the magistrate. That wretched swamp will be the end of us, no doubt, sneers the magistrate. The murk is what we call it around here. You've heard half the ghastly things I've heard crawl about in that oozum. Uh, Rosen, Rosen, Mark, you wouldn't think any town, even a great walled city, could survive being so close to such an abomination. The magistrate tells you that Stormfield recently under an almost nightly assault from strange beings that dwell within the murk. Murkmen is what we call them. Having the slightest idea what they are, or where or how they came to be, they creep out of that infernal bog, seeking victims from our township. He tells you that the murkmen have always been part of Stormfield's ogre folklore. Over the last years, a few of the town's residents were reported seeing them again. Sightings became more frequent over the past year, until at last Merkman began attacking residents and travellers in the vicinity of Smallfield. We can't continue to live like this, sighs the magistrate. We're a town of farmers, after all, not soldiers. We'll do our best, but I fear we've not the strength to uphold their incursions for much longer. The magistrate searches you care- carefully and says, So what brings you to me, stranger? Offer to venture into the murk and defeat the murkmen? Of course. You interest yourself to the magistrate and offer to venture into the murk and put an end to the menace of the murkmen. The magistrate is overjoyed upon hearing your offer and hastily initiates his shoulder cross with you. His joy quickly subsides, however, and was replaced by a much more sober demeanour. 
It is a dangerous quest without question, made all the more so because we simply do not know what truly lurks within its borders. There are few from these parts who have ever dared set foot inside that tangled swamp. But there is one. The magistrate thoughtfully strokes his pointed chin for a moment. Look, he looks, at, looks you over carefully. I'm not sure what a township of farmers could do to compensate such a heroic seat, but such heroic feet were at sea, however. Rest assured, Soup, such a deed will not go unrewarded. Magic taps the suit of his long sword and again strokes his pointed chin. Sin, old man Trote, as we call him, his last man living in this way, living around this way, way that we know to have ever been inside the murk, he says. It might be the closest thing Stormfield has to hero, you might say. I would suggest that you pay him a visit before you set Vets foot in the swamp. His knowledge of that place could prove useful. You learn that old man Trope lives on the edge of town, and the magistrate explains to you how to get there. When you're does, done visiting with old, old Trope, stop back here, Zoop. I'll make sure you're outfit with them you may need to begin. Alright then, off you go. Off to old man Trope's, there isn't time to spare. The old, old man Trope's lives dust on the outfield, following directions that the magistrate has given you, takes less than an hour to arrive at the small ramshackle dwelling. An elderly gentleman, whose sparse white hair is tied back in a long ponytail, greets you at the door and gruffly asks you, asks you your business. We explain how it is that you came seeking him out and uh, that you're seeking information regarding the murk. The de- his demeanour softens and he invites you inside. For the better part of an hour, over several mugs of strong payload, Old Man Trope's tells you of his younger days as both a soldier in the Tissin army and as a rather famous local adventurer. His demeanour becomes quite serious when he begins to speak of the murk and he adopts a cautionary tone. He tells you that he and two, and two companions once ventured into the perilous swamp many years ago in search of the ancient temple that is said to lie in the heart of the mire. You learn that three men barely escaped the murk with their lives. The swamp was calling with murk then, he says, as a look of disdain passes over his face. There are those folks who say that murk men are myth, but I'm not among them. I've seen them with my own eyes. Old man Trote explains that murk men would rise out of the ground and attack without warning. He and his two companions were ambushed three times in this manner, before they were forced to flee the swamp, and none of them ever returned. If you go to head into that swamp place, take great care. Take great care. The ancient temple is there, mind you. That's his, this historical fact, but I've never seen it. And I shouldn't think it would be easy to get to. My guess is that the, t- is that the temple has something to do with the merkmen. Oh, just what, I can't say. Old man Trope wanders over to the fireplace and picks a wedge-shaped wedge wedge piece of bronze off the mantel, turns around and hands a curious item to you. Oh, the old, old man Trope tells you is that he and his companions were barely an hour inside the swamp when they encountered what he describes as a living statue. Statue came out aggressively and they were forced to engage in combat. When we'd finally beaten it, Found that we found that amongst the rubble, says old man Trope, pointing to a sliver of bronze, 
pointing to the silver or bronze he handed to you. Bronze disc shard. This metal shard is approximately one seventh of what would make an entire disc. You currently have one shard. He tells you to keep the shard, though he's not entirely certain what purpose it could possibly serve. There's a sorcery at work in this place, he says honestly. Man creatures rising up above the swamp, shouts moving about as if they're on a flive. I can only guess that something powerful lurks therein. Perhaps you'll find out. Perhaps not. You bid old Van Trote farewell, as you and as you are leaving his rep dwelling, he offers you one final bit of advice on the murk. He tells you that, that there was once an old woman by the name of Ithru, who lived in a small cabin at the edge of the swamp. She was called some by some Ithru the Wise, for it was long thought that she dabbled in magic. She was the focus of many local legends, including some that maintained she was in league with the Merkmen, or perhaps their creator. According to old man Trope, she was reported to have frequently ventured into the murk, though for what reason none can say. About a dozen years back, she just disappeared. And I don't just mean her. She and her entire cabin vanished overnight. Most folk think that something crept out the, that bog she always visited and dragged her into the mire, house and all. Still, every once in a while, someone around these parts claims to have seen her, always around the swamp's edge. She was a strange old woman, and if she encountered her, you'd be wise to be cautious. Very cautious. You thank old man Twelfth for the information, and leave his dwelling. A little while later, you're back in the centre of Stormfield. Alright, I'm back to talk to the magistrate again. When you step into the town, you are surprised to find the magistrate in four grey-haired Paired men awaiting your arrival. They smile upon seeing you, and the magistrate introduces the four men as Stormfield's Council of Elders. The Council of Elders seems fit to equip their bold new hero with what may help him on his task, as the magistrate, as he points to a collection of items laid on the floor. Take what you will, soup. It's, it's as usual, it's. It's some poor quality equipment. It could be as, well, that, that's all. It's a small town and that's the best they have. But I, 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 I've just took all of it. Even the dagger, which was useless. Oh, well, I'll, I'll say it later. Your decision to enter the Merc is a brave one. One that the people of Stormfield would applaud you for, says the magistrate. Magistrate tells you that he and the Council of Elders have chosen to keep your upcoming mission secret from the town residents, so you will not encounter any interference. Well wishes and on his, though it might be well enough, would only prove a hindrance to your task, says one of the elders. Magistrate explains to you how, how to get to the most accessible entrance to the Merc. Listen carefully through to the directions. He also tells you to use caution when entering the swamp. To maintain the secrecy mission, it would be best not to let others see you entering the murk, he says. When at last you're prepared to leave the town hall, the magistrate and the four elders say a quick prayer over you, asking that the All-Father guide and protect you on your path into peril. 
Report back to me as needed, says the magistrate as you leave the town hall. Good luck, Soup. My hopes and prayers go with you. As you step out in the town hall, you feel a tug on your sleeve. And you turn to find one of your town owners, a man by name Cornier, has followed you outside. The tall, grey-haired man smiles warmly and pats you on the shoulder. Stormfield is a good town, Soup. Full of good people, says Corridor, his voice thin and waspy. I've lived here my whole life, and I intend to die here. I wish we had a few more like yourself back in the old days, when the town fade goblin ways and like, but no matter. Your time is time is now, and the people of this town, though they don't yet know it, are grateful to you. People like you, throughout the ages, have always held back the far meanings of darkness, Knowing simple and good people to live simple and good lives. I thank you, Zoop. I do not hope that I do hope that you, you don't come to any sort of nasty end in that place. Wouldn't be the first. You're puzzled by, by the elder's last sentence, but you manage to thank Corridor's thoughtful words and bow gracefully, before bidding him farewell and continuing on your way. Alright, now Oh, I can visit the local mercantile. Taylor Urbic's well-organised store is home to quite a diverse array of items. Urbic himself is apparently taken ill of late, and so a short, thin man named Barrett operates trading boast in the south. Named Hoston is dead. Nice to see you, good sir, he says, hobbling out from behind a board closet. Converse with Barrett. Barrett goes on for several minutes about local events in Stormfield, though nothing truly bikes your interest. You know, however... When he makes mention of the local spot, swamp, known effectively as the Merc, he vehemently cautions you against going there. Any man, woman, or beast witness us to enter that tangled maze of a made of a crug deserves everything as is in store for him. If you ask me, take more than a few steps on the edge and you'll be lost for certain. Converse with Bank Forever about the Merc. Strange looks over Berwick's face as he goes in further about the muck. He suddenly busies himself with something and pretends not to take pretends not to take any further notice of you. What the items for sale? Yeah, and it's all it's none of it's particularly good, obviously. I mean, how, how are they even going to get any good equipment here when the town's under siege? Leave the trading post. Move to the entrance of the muck. You're standing on the edge of the outskirts of the town of Stormfield, on the edge of a vast tangled swamp known as the Merc. Twisted moth-coloured trees rise through pools of dark, stagnant water. Enter the swamp. Take long luck look around before stepping into the dense tangle of the perilous blob. Now, alright, you're standing just inside the edge of the tangled swamp known as the Merc. So the light floats into this part of the swamp through a wide opening and a dense foliage to the west. A broad path exits the mire in that direction. Spot a hemp humans human footprints in the soft in the soft earth heading south. I might as well follow those footprints. Still heading south. Now they head east. Now they head south, east, south, west. Alright, I'm just going to keep... Oh, I'm going to 
assess the footprints in the soft earth heading north now. You come across a small hut built out of dark, wet timber and a thick slabs of damp earth. The old dwelling sits perched on the top of a sizable mound of dry ground that rises out of the swamp. You can see a thin trail of grey smoke rising from a circular hut cut into the roof. The wooden door is slightly ajar into the small hut. Despite the fire that walls inside a circle of stones in the middle of the floor, still pitch black inside the small hut. Your senses are overwhelmed by the combined odour of musty earth and wood smoke. A bright flash of blue light suddenly fills the interior, blinding in its brilliance. The light quickly subsides, subsides leaving the room bathed in the eerie blue glow. Seated on a chair next to the fire is an old woman, garbled in a tattered brown robe. The hood of her robe conceals most of her face. The old woman raises her head and smiles at you. You are somewhat taken aback to notice the ornate tattoo of a spider splayed across her forehead. Hello, soup, says the old woman, her voice strangely meadow. What is it you seek from Earflu the Wise? Ask her if she's, you know, it's your name. There's little that goes by in the world that does not come under my scrutiny, says the old woman. I am Earthru, known to some as the wise, though I gather that, na- that name stirs few recollections these days. Earthru gazes deeply into your eyes and you find yourself unable to look away from that piercing stare. I could attack her, but there's literally no reason to, so I'm going to converse with her. And that would be a very mean thing to do. It'd be kind of evil, actually, just to attack some old woman out on the swamp for no reason. Converse with Ifla. Ifla's medallic voice flows through the small hut. She speaks in rather cryptic terms about the murk, revealing very little about herself in the process. Suddenly, the old woman makes mention of something that earns your full attention. You've no doubt heard about the about. Heard the legends of the ancient temple at the centre of the swamp? She says, It fell into ruins many centuries ago, and much of it has been swallowed by the swamp. Yet about it dwells a wickedness that grows with each passing day, for the spirit of Tetthog is still strong there, and its minions gather strength. Listen to Arthur's tale. Tethog was a powerful, benevolent spirit, a dynamic servant to Jolweth, that was worshipped by an ancient and cruel meth- me- race of men known as the Gaulid, that once stood, rode the North Goldland during the Age of Storms. There's a lot of links down there, Jolith. Jolith is the dark god of enduring evil, with some question the existence of this deity. He is worshipped by a religious order known as the Krund. Some believe that Joroth is one of the more powerful demon lords who directly serves the great demon Ichthion, who's the big bad guy, who are the Glod. The Glod were semi-nomadic, particularly cruel race of men that roamed the North Broadlands during the Age of Storms. The Glod were were primary plunderers, with a fearsome reputation for their brutality in combat and their merciless attitude towards enemies. They worshipped a powerful and elephant spirit known only as Tetthog. Little is known about them being 
being a legend known as Tethon. Though the ruins of several temples once erected in his honour lie scattered throughout the realms. Alright, we've got a Tethog. Tethog has many of the ancient world ancient world's powerful spirits fade into shadows as the age of Aldoran joined. Yet the spirit has not vanished. Spirit was not vanquished. The spirit is here in this very mire that surrounds us. And even now, I can feel its presence as Tethrog tries to again take form in this world. Ifril tells you that the infamous Merc Men of the Merc, who have become a local legend in and around Stormfield over the years, have, are in fact spirits of a long dead god who, who, who once worshipped Tethrog at the temple at the heart of the swamp. Deathbog certainly knows that you are here, cautioned Hifflew, for the vile spirit is the very essence of this swamp, and lurking in, in the dark waters are his cruel minions, lying in wait, prepared to do his dark bidding. Hifflew goes silent, though you feel certain she is, st- she is still staring you intently from beneath the hood that obscures most of her face. Tethrog's workmen already pressed the boundaries of the mire, cautioned Zithra Tope. They now roam the dry woodlands near Stormfield in the dead of night, and they grow bolder with each passing day. For the goddess world, the foul spirit of Tethrog must not be allowed again to take form. It would be disastrous. You feel so you carefully for continuing. It is now, I fear, Time may not be far off when an invasion will creep forth from the heart of the swamp. An army of wicked beasts prepared to do anything. Prepared to do the bidding of a cruel and powerful master. The minions of the, of the wicked... The minions of the wicked spirit are numerous indeed, says Earthrow. <laughs> and they are not all men, all creatures of the swamp to be sure. Know that there are those who walk in the world of living men who would also have the evil of Typhog again take form. Though he's silent for a few moments, since he's lost in deep thought. At last, she speaks again. My time here grows short, Soup, and though I am both feared and mistrusted beyond the boy's strong, long has long as my magic hopes to contain the menace that seeks to creep forth from this mire. Yet my power on this world wanes, even as the Tetfog spirit is renewed, and I fear that containment of this menace will only serve to delay the inevitable horror that should never come to be. The centre of Tetfog's power and the place where his spirit will attempt to take form is the ruined temple at the heart of the swamp. But know that, you, that should you seek that place, you will find it guarded by a fearsome creature of shadow, a never-well protector of Tefog. But yet, there is yet hope. Nifril waves her left hand towards the fire and the flames. Momentary turn a brilliant shade of green. Seek out and defeat the mystical stone guardians that roam this mire, and bring to me the seven bronze shards they carry. From these shards I will create for you a key that will lock a weapon capable of defeating the Temple Guardian. You must hurry through, though, for a time may no longer be an ally, and take great care. 
There are others who tread traps of this swamp. Those who wish to see the foul spirit take form in this world. I have felt their presence. Ifro's voice trails away and she slips back into the wooden chair. He come across. Okay, I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's uh, it's the hut again. Enter the small hut. Despite the fire that roars inside the circle of stones in the middle of the floor, it is nearly pitch black inside the small hut. Your senses are overwhelmed by the combined over of musty earth and the bottom. Seated in a chair next to the fire is an old woman in battled robes who calls herself Ufra the Wise. The hood of her robe conceals most of her face, yet certain her eyes are fixed on you. The old woman raises her head, head and smiles, smiles at you. You are sort of taken back to notice your ornate, your ornate tattoo of a spider across a thread. Hello again. Hello again, Zorp. What in the name of the elder spirits can Ethel the Wise do for you? Perhaps you seek my instruction in magic. I do. I do indeed. I seek magical instruction with Ethel the Wise. You seek power, Zorp, she said. Into <laughs> hesitations, into a strangely medallic voice. Know that its use must always be tempered with wisdom. A fool does not possess power. The power possesses the fool. Ifra rises from her chair and assumes her full height. The fire within the circle of stone, stones roars with increased intensity as she extends her hands towards you, her palms still upwards. Take my hand, Zoop, she says. Take her hands as she has instructed. I do, I do, I want magic. The moment your the moment <laughs> the moment your fingers come in contact with Ufel's flesh, an intense surge of energy begins coursing through you. Your body stiffens as Ufel's hands clamp down on your own. Your vision begins to blur and then fade as a series of powerful sensations threaten to overwhelm take your senses. If you're last, her voice no longer melodonic, but instead shrill and cold. You are near to collapse when suddenly the sensations begin to subside and several seconds later, later they have drained completely. Earthel smiles and lets go of hand. You are indeed ready, he says, her voice once again melodonic. Let us begin our training at once, if you so desire. It costs you 32 experience to attempt to acquire a new power of your choosing by training with Earthel. Oh yes, that's a, that's a bargain. If for the wise is indeed a master of nibbling, she is able to train you in any one of the spheres of magic listed below. I can learn the power of conjuration, which is nearly useless. Nearly useless, and all the power of necromancy, which is probably the best attack magic in most in most situations. And also helps out in a lot of quests. Because as you previously noticed, I fight a lot of undead. And I mean a lot. Probably about half the things I fight are various undead. To acquire the power of necromancy. Also, like, you've acquired the power of necromancy. Your current level of mastery is one novice. Please continue. There, may the power you have acquired serve you faithfully, says Ufro. She once again takes her place in the chair next to the fire. Alright, uh, yep, now I can leave the hut. 
Alright, now I gotta explore this muck. The sound of heavy, ragged breathing approaching from behind causes you to spin round. Prepare to defend yourself, loping along the narrow trail behind you is the half-rotted form of a massive swamp troll. The massive, hideous, eight-foot-tall, half-rotting humanoid appears to be following your scent. Contacts inside of you, it rises to a full fiercer bite and issues a glutteral snarl. The swamp troll extends long, stone-like claws from the end of its bony fingers. And rushes towards you. I fight the massive swamp troll. The massive swamp troll caught. Claws at you viciously. I slash with my sword. I slash with my sword some more. It is down. 4 XP. You rest for a few moments following your victory. Before once again setting off through your tangled maze. It is the Merc. Alright. You climb over a large mound of rotting vegetation. Behold a curious sight. What appears to be a human-sized stone statue, cracked and covered with vines and moss, is moving slowly through a pool of knee-deep water. The statue turns its square head and looks in your direction for several seconds before continuing on its way. Uh, As the statue turns to depart, you take note of two curious engravings upon its broad back. Likes of flame and a serpent have carved into its stone flesh. Attempt to speak to the statue. Your map managed to catch up with the statue, <laughs> and when you're within a few paces of the old stone being, it stops and turns to face you. Then, with a grating sound, a slab of stone on its side, so on its face, slides back, and a rumbling voice begins to speak. Teflog will rise again, says the voice from the inner side. Teflog will reclaim his white and seek his vengeance. Leave this place while you are still amongst the living. The statue turns, begins to want to again move away through the swamp. Attack the statue. The statue moves slowly to counter your attack. Its deep set eyes, eyes not betraying any sign of emotion. I fight a stone guardian. Swipe strikes with its heavy fist. I cut with my sword. I don't know. I think swords probably wouldn't be a good thing to fight a stone guardian with, but. I guess it's a really, really good sword. 4 XP. The stone being crumples into the ground. This, 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 its deep set eyes flicker several times before finally closing. You shift through the cracked, vine entangled remains of the stone guardian and are surprised to discover what appears to be a wedge-shaped shard of a bronze disc. Based on the size of the piece, you realise it would take seven of these shards to construct an entire disc. Decide to take the curious item with you. That's two shards now. Take a few minutes to adjust your equipment. You want to get set, set out for the perilous swamp. Alright, got to keep... Yeah, this is one of the largest maps in the entire game. Your progress through the swamp is halted when you spy a large troll snake. Slithering across your path less than 10 feet away. Attack the large troll snake. The large troll snake strikes out at you with lightning speed as you move in to attack. Alright, there it goes. There goes the troll snake. The truck to XP. The troll snake. These large snakes are usually found in wet airs, such as bogs or swamps. This grotesque reptile was actually a creation of an ancient mage. You managed to cro- cross a swamp troll 
with a snake. Oh, those ancient mages. Always just randomly combining animals together. Although, admittedly, I don't blame them. Blame them. I mean, if I could randomly combine animals together, I would probably make puppy kittens. Or maybe... Or the Octodog. Yes, things like that. Probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't combine trolls and snakes. Maybe I'll p combine, combine snakes and eagles. Or something. The skin of the troll, troll snake is much sought after by clothes across the realms for its beautiful sheen and durability. The troll snake lies dead at your feet. You mark the sheer ugliness of this creature. An abomination born of twisted sorcery. I can attempt to twin the skin the troll snake. You need a level 10 woodmanship. Utilising your woodmanship skill, you prepare to skin the dead troll snake. However, a close examination of the carcass reveals the skin has been too badly damaged during the fight to be of any worth. We started against skinning this troll snake. Yeah, as I just said, this is the largest, or well, one of the largest maps in the entire game. So, it's going to take a long time to fully explore it. So, yes, and I, as you see, I've got to find five more of those statues. I think that they're probably random encounters, though. So, you just got to keep wandering about in all the directions... Until it turns up. That's just how it works sometimes. Three... Okay. You freeze in your in your tracks as the ground beneath you begins to wive and bubble. You watch in horror as thick... As three thick humanoid thorns erupt from the mire at your feet, blocking your path. The horrific creatures stretch open gaping mouths and bellow into the air as, a, as cruel dark eyes that spring open. Amidst the swamp ooze that strips on their heads, you now face three of the legendary, legendary muck men of the murk. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, just checking. I'm actually recording, and I am. Three muck men. Yeah, you fight the muck men. Battle and attack you with weapons obscured by ooze. Oh dear. So I'm not just, they're not just going to kill me. They're making me all mucky and mucky and filthy. I'm going to need so many baths after fighting these guys. The muckman explodes, splattering you with a shower of lukewarm mud and ooze. You quickly wipe away the fetid layer of muck that scores your billing and behold a miraculous sight. Lying on the ground where the muckman was stood, the scales were made of a human, mingled with the badly... Badly sing bones is the following the stone short sword, stone long sword and stone dagger. They're, all of the, all those items are very heavy and they're not much good. Just don't bother to pick them up. Unless you're trying to make a collection of every type of thing. Let me pick up one of each, maybe. Just put put them in a residence, but that's it. You, you don't get any money from them, really. 
mean, you could fill your entire inventory of them. You probably only get, you probably get only get twenty gold, maybe. You spend the next few moments wiping the foul smelling ooze from your face and clothing, before you once again set off through the tangled swamp. Yeah, so that's that's what you know. Just keep keep modding. Ooh, it's two merc men now, and I kill them. And uh, they, they drop their two heavy, heavy, heavy swords. I mean, 12 encumbrance for a sword. For a long sword. That's half as much again as, as swords normally are. So, not worth picking up. Especially since they're of common quality. And they will sell for one gold. Yeah, not worth picking up at all. I mean, if this was the only... I mean, in the old days, before before we player was existed, it almost might have been worth considering when you think about just how many of these Merc men, like this one coming up right now, you'll face, because they're available in pretty much unlimited amounts. And Skeleton, it's a new Skeleton, has another long sword. That can just that can just sink back into the mud. Maybe another merc man will pick it up. Who knows? Just gonna keep exploring. I'm getting my making my way to the northwest corner. A massive statue rises out of the swamp. Its form vaguely human, though it's wiggled with large cracks and covered with vines and moss. The statue rises at least twelve feet above surface of the mire, despite being buried to its waist in muck and ooze, like as a serpent of fame had been carved into its chest. The sudden sound of stone grating upon stone startles you, as a massive statue slowly turns its head in your direction, with deep set eyes the strange creation stares down at you. I, I'm going to attempt to speak to the statue. The statue continues to stare down at you as you tend to convert it. Suddenly, several of the stones that make up its lower face slide back within the gaping mound. A rumbling voice issues from, from the statue. Tefog will rise again, announces the voice. Leave this place or perish. Alright, I'm going to attack the statue now. This thing is clearly in not clearly some sort of tool of the bad guys. Which is, in this case, it seems to be Tetfog and whoever's trying to raise him again. Well, I don't know what's up with people raising elder gods. As you move forward to attack the massive statue, it clenches its mighty stone fists, but prepares to bring them down upon you. I find a massive stone guardian. The massive stone guardian slams its heavy fist down at you. Repeatedly. It's doing that a lot. It's got, it's got a lot of health, this thing. But it is now slain. 69 experience points. Defend, a deafening, deafening sound followed by a deep rumble signals the defeat of the massive stone guardian. The, massive, the magical stone creation sh sh shudders and crumbles as white radiant chunks of rumble tumble in the surrounding swamp. There is no more... When the being is no more, you move over and closely examine its remains. You surprise to discover what appears to be a wedge-shaped 
shard on the off a bronze disc. Based on the size of the species, you know, it would take seven of these shards to collect the entire disc. Okay, I've got three. That's nearly half of them now. Yeah, and just... Alright, that's the northwest core explored. It's... Oh, here comes another of the statues. I'm just going to attack it straight away. Stone Guardian. Bash, 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 bash. And there you are, that's the fourth one. Two extra XP on the way. Alright, it's we're near we're near we're we're more than halfway there. We're living on a prayer. And actually it does matter whether we make it or not. Because if we don't make it, this this dark god will rise and destroy Stormfield. Stormfield, probably a few other surrounding towns. And eventually, the, the the actual kingdom itself will set. We'll have to send a send an send an army to fight them, and a lot of those our soldiers will die before ultimately triumphing. Because there's, there's or maybe tallies might have to come out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it does. But anyway, we will make it. I swear. And we're more than halfway there. Alright, this is an exit to the swamp. You can exit the swamp and head east and leave the swamp. But I, I've got stuff to do here. Suddenly, a medium-sized stump turtle holds itself directly into the path you're flowing. Its bulky stump-shaped shell, standing nearly two feet off its back. This powerful reptile is over four feet long, stump turtle. These stump turtle, these large turtles are known for their foul tempers and powerful jaws. There are many fishermen throughout the world who have lost entire limbs to these sometimes ferocious reptiles. The stump turtle's shell is shaped like a tree stump, hence the creature's name. It uses its old disguise to its advantage in swampy areas it normally inhabits. Should you encounter a stump turtle, please use extreme caution. No, I'm just going to use regular caution. There. The turtle turns its head in your direction and snaps its snark beat several times, perhaps as a warning to you. I'm going to attack the stump turtle. The stump turtle surges forward, surprising speed as it moves to meet your advance. Stop being so angry, you stupid turtle! Stop being so angry all the time! You should be calm like me! Stop being angry! The stump turtle snaps it with its sharp beak and it falls down. Now I can just put it on its tump, turn it upside down, and it can just move around if it if it's slain. Yeah, and back to normal, and there. Just gotta keep exploring. You never know when you might encounter the next. Ooh, a vague unsettling feeling comes over you as you swept through this portal swamp. Oh dear, I think... Yeah, I'm, I'm getting close to the middle now. Uh, I think... Yep, I'm at the mid. This is the middle point. You're standing at the edge of a large, dark, wide, dark pool. 
The surface of the pool ripples and bubbles as if many living creatures are continuously disturbing the water from below. In the middle of the pool, about a hundred yards from where you now stand, is a large island of dark grey rock rises out of the water. The surface of the island is covered with large boulders and thick patches of stunted trees. Now a stone bridge and quite an advanced state of disrepair spans the dark pool. I'm not going to go there until I've got that, that weapon. So I'm going to go back out. I'm going to... And I'm the only person who's been here recently, which makes sense. You only ever go to this place when you're doing that particular quest. And it's not, this quest isn't quite early enough in that you get all the, all the new players doing it. Doing, doing it, trying Doing it, rushing out, doing a new new account for five minutes and rushing. It's not a free quest, so you don't you don't get those waves of people playing through it. Instead, it's it gets played through once per account, and then you never go there again. Just how it is, because it's a really mazy, mazy dungeon with no particular. Particular nice things within. Right, keeping exploring. Alright, yep, 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 yep. Just here's three mark men now. Slashy, slashy, slashy. They drop their terrible heavy weapons after giving me four XP. I leave them be. The weapons, not the merkmen. The merkmen I kill because they're, they're villains. Ooh, ooh. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to a two-foot, twelve-legged insect making its way along the ground in your direction. Technically, it's got twelve legs. It's not an insect. It's an ar. It's an arthropod. But yeah, close, close enough, I presume. So this kingdom hasn't quite. Quite developed, quite developed, quite developed the phylogenology sort of stuff that you usually find. An insect just means has a lot of jointed limbs and way too many legs. And sometimes become huge for no apparent reason. The, the insect has a broad flat head. And a wide and a raised tail, the tip of which is a nasty-looking stinger. You instantly recognise this creature to be a grey stinger. A single sting from one of his insects carries enough venom to paralyse a forest troll. The grey stinger begins moving towards you at a rapid pace, and you hurriedly prepare to defend yourself. Grey stinger. This large grey insect has a broad, flat head, twelve legs, and can grow as large as. Three feet in length? Its long tail portion is equipped with a venomous stinger capable of incapacitating or killing very large prey. These insects are aggressive and usually attack most living things on sight. Alright, I fight the grey stinger. I fight. It tries to strike me with its stinger, but I keep dodging. You've been sung by the grey stinger! 
The deadly venom does 15 damage. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Ah, oh, you've been stoned by the Grey Singer. Deadly venom does 26 damage. Oh my, that is a deadly insect. It got a couple more blows like that in and I would have been finished. Yes, yes, even though it is way, it is way below my melee rating, it still posed a threat. So you've got to watch out for things like that. He rests for a few moments following your victory before once again setting out through Tom Bay's known as the Merc. Okay, I'm going to heal myself. I can do that better now that my restoration is at 27. Yeah, always, always heal with restoration. It's pretty much the only way you can heal, other than going to a safe spot. Yeah, there are those Kepek items, but they're very, very limited supply. Yeah, alright, southeast corner. It's snake the path is snaking along. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a mazy maze. Fortunately it's a lot easier for me than it is for Zoop. For Zoop, because I can see the maze from the top. Four Merkmen. And down they go. Yeah, so it used to be... Merkmen explodes, shafts batting you this shower of lukewarm mud and ooze. You quickly wipe away the fetid layer. There's three long swords, three shorts, and a short sword. All of them way too heavy and of no particular value. Yeah, alright, yep, yep, just got, or just always leave them be, unless, unless you just want to have one for your collection. Oh, it's one of those statues. No point speaking to it, I'll just attack it. Attack the stone guardian. Alright, yep, and there's, there we are, 5 XP. I now have five of these shards. Yep, we're getting near to having the seven shards we need. Ooh, I'm a warder lizard. You're taken by surprise as a four foot long grey and green striped lizard leaps out of the undergrowth and attacks. Recognise the markers of this belligerent weapon to be that of a warder lizard. There's a link. This grey and green striped lizard is often found in wetland areas. The border lizard is both carnivorous and heavily territorial, which are not a good mix should you meet up with one in the wild. These savage creatures have been known to be tamed by cave goblins, to be used as instruments of war and intimidation. Oh, oh that's nice, I guess. They have pets and... Angry, angry pets that eat your face. But so what? We had wolves. They were angry, angry things that ate faces. <laughs> I, I hope, hope they na na give them cute names. <laughs> you step back and prepare to your defend yourself against the carnivorous lizard's attack. The reward lizard is being fought. And it goes down in one blow. Presumably I just chopped its head off. 
yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's just, that's, that can just be added to the big pile of, oh, the ground feels firmer under this section of swamp. I'll have to remember where that is. Something heavy lands on your back, pitching you face first into the murk, and murk and ooze at your feet. You manage to scramble and regain your footing, only to find a large silver striped constrictor has dropped, dropped onto you from an overhanging tree limb. The ten-foot snake begins to sliver towards you in a threatening manner. Silver striped constrictor. These large, dark-scale snakes have a wide... Of a wide torso, or have a wide silver stripe that runs the the length of their torso. They grow quite large, sometimes exceeding twenty feet in length, and can adapt to survive remarkably well in almost any climate. These powerful constrictors are slow moving and prefer to drop on their unsuspecting victim prey from above, with the goal being to incapacitate a victim before squeezing it to death. The hide of this snake is quite oily and pungent, and therefore not desirable. Alright, ten-foot snake begins to sliver towards you in a threatening manner, and you attack it. The large constrictor wears up and prepares to defend itself on your attack. I fight the silver strike constrictor, I fight, fight some more, the large snake strikes at me, but I strike back. And there it goes, 2xb. You rest for a few moments following your victory before once again setting off through the tangled maze that is the Merc. Alright, yeah, yeah, keep, keep exploring. Just gonna keep wandering around until, until you find those statues. There's really, you, 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 there's no particular way to speed it up. Just gotta keep wandering. Keep wandering around. Here's a troll snake, which we have fought before. Wonder if I'll be able to skin this one. Troll snake lies dead at your feet. You mark the sheer ugliness of this creature and the abomination draw a twisted sorcery. Attempt to skin the troll skank. Utilising your woodmanship skill, you set about skinning the troll snake. After your several minutes of exacting labour pay off and you're rewarded with a fine snake skin. For encumbrance, this beautiful snake skin once below belonged to a troll snake. You toss the skinless carcass of the dead snake into 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 the mucky pool of water where it floats for several seconds before sinking beneath the surface. You once again set off through the swamp. Now you can sell these you can sell these troll snake skins for uh, for a well, a pitiful amount of gold in light of how quickly you can get gold from replayables. But once again, when this was first released, you didn't have replayables. You didn't have replayables, and the amount of gold you can get was pretty much finite. So if you want to get, you wanted to keep getting gold so you could buy that incredibly expensive full plate or match some plate armor you'd have you'd have to grind around here for days but you don't have to do that now 
You turn a bend along the narrow trail you're following and happen upon a curious scene. Rising out of the middle of a shallow pool of dark water is the upper torso of a large water elemental. The mystical creature comprised entirely of water, though it's almost vaguely human, does not seem to notice you. Speak to the water elemental. The water elemental turns to face you and begins to speak, its elongated eyes appearing as shadows beneath the flowing surface of its face. Go from here as quickly as you can, cautions the being, sounded in a voice like a, like a melodic trickling stream. The beings of this mire do not take kindly to the intrusions of man. The day of Trefog is nearly at hand. The elemental bins begin to sink beneath the surface of Trefog. Ask about Tefog. Seek out the ruined temple, the heart of this place. If you are bent on finding Tefog and his minions, the elemental says, continues to sink beneath the surface water. Be warned, though, that you will, you, to do so will certainly mean death. You must leave this place now. You puzzle over the elemental's parking words before once again setting off through the swamp. Oh, talking worked. Talking actually saved me problems there. I didn't have to fight it, and I learnt something. I learnt Tefog is at the temple in the centre of the swamp. Oh, admittedly, I knew that already, and it's deadly, and I knew that already. Two Merkmen, down they go. Now, this dungeon used to be a lot harder to navigate. Navigate. 12 or more, 12 or so years ago or more, when you didn't have a map, you could just click about and see where everything was. Oh, it's the statue again. Attempt to speak with the statue. Tefogal wise again. Yes, yes. Yes, it's, it's, it's boasting. Fight the stone guardian. Dooba 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 doo. That's the penultimate statue dead. 4xp, got 6 now, just one more, one more to go. And then, this whole business, with the, with the statues, massive swamp troll. Same as last time, I fight it, there it goes. Yeah, as you see, before, you didn't have a map, so you had a lot of links saying, go north. Go east, go north, go west, go south, go south, go south, go east. East, and you had no idea where you were. And you could you could get hopelessly lost. Lost in that place. And I mean hopelessly. And if you run out, well you you could not in you could run out of all your healing, your health, and have no way out. But now, now it's a lot easier to navigate. Also, I think it might have been bigger then. It's a troll stake. Tap the large troll stake. Gonna skin the large troll stake. I get a large troll cake skin. This large and beautiful snake skin once belonged to a troll snake. Um, I will sell them at some point, if only to. Just so I can show you how much they cost. It's four Merkmen now. Yep. 
Yeah, remaking. Oh, it's the Grey Stinger again. Oh, I hope I can handle it. Oh, it's like, ah, it didn't get a sting in this time. It went down easy. Yeah, so that that's a, a very much a luck-based fight. Pretty much. If, if it gets its stinger at you, you get hurt. If it doesn't, you don't. But keep exploring. There's another meat. I'm going to ignore these tall stakes now. I've had enough of them. Oh, here comes the seventh statue. Attempt to speak with the statue. Yep, Tefal grew wise again. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Unlimited wise pudding. Attack the statue. Stone Guardian. It is slain. 5xp. There we are. This. You currently have all seven pieces required to piece, piece together the stone piece together the bronze discs, or oh, you're not quite certain how to do it. I'm, I'm going to have to go back to Earthrule. She, she'll know what to do. She, she look, she's, she's an old, she's an old person NPC. Here's a stump turtle. Again, it's still angry, but I'm uh, pretty angry, I guess. Yeah, making my way back to Earthrule. Now, you can follow the f sets of human footprints to her. And there we are. Now, back at the hut. Enter the small hut. Despite the fire that wars inside a circle of stones in the middle of the floor, it's nearly pitch black inside the small hut. Your senses are overwhelmed by the combined over of musty earth and wood soap. And uh, it's the same... Uh, same, same, same as last, same as me previously entered the hut. But seek magical instruction. You will seek power. Yep. I cannot train you any further. Too much power is something I do not wish upon any soul. If you still thirst for it, you shall have to seek instruction elsewhere. Yep, she only teaches you one power. I mean. Obviously. Well, well for a game, it's from, uh, well, I wouldn't say game balance reasons, because it's a single player. Single player games don't have to be balanced. Well, I guess it's more, more so you don't just, more to make the other routes of getting powers worth considering. And to make getting all your powers feel like, yeah, that's a big achievement, not I talked to an old lady for five minutes. The more, the longer you have to, the tendency that the longer you have to have to wait for something, the more you want it, more or less. Present the seven bronze dish shards to Ithril. Ithril nods solemnly and points a bony finger to the warring fire inside the ring of stones. Place the shards in the fire, she says. You do as she is instructed, and the moment the shards have been dropped into the circle of stones, the fire begins to burn with renewed intensity. 
if the wife is from a chair and faces fire. Without hesitation, she leans over and reaches into the flames. Her arm retreats from the blaze, retreats from the blaze, showing no signs of any burns. In her hand, she holds a small, fully formed bronze disc. She then turns and hands the disc to you. Get the bronze disc. This bronze disc was created by you through the wise after the seven shards you collected. You examine the bronze disc and discover the seven shards. Connected now like a flat, seamless disc you hold in your hand. You hold in the hands the key to unlock a great weapon. A weapon capable of defeating the fearsome creature that guards the ruined temple at the heart of the swamp. The last holdout of the spirit and its minions. You ask me for a way you might find the weapon you spoke of and what it looks like. You must travel to the far east through the swamp and then a little bit to the north. It is from there you will find it. When the ground feels firmer beneath your feet, the weapon's resting place is close at hand. Ithril shakes her hand next to the fire and studies him carefully. Take care as you go. I have once again sensed the presence of others in the swamp. The wickedness of their spirits is not easily concealable. May the elder spirits watch over you, Zul. Ithril falls silent and he bid her farewell before leading her heart and continuing on your way. Alright, I've got to now get back to that place with the firm ground we were at just a bit back. It's quite a ways, because this is, as I said before, a large map. And there's quite a lot of random, there's three merkmen just now. It's a large map, and it's really twisty. Not even going to, I'm not even going to bother to describe to you the places, directions I'm going. Three merkmen. And these merkmen keep attacking you. And dropping their useless heavy weapons. They're so heavy. So very heavy. Alright, keep, keep, keep going, keep going. Oh, oh, okay, I found a place. You're standing a large, glassy clearing in the midst of the swamp. The ground is much firmer here. Three towering... Three, ta three towering hardwoods, an oak, an ash and a maple... Donate the centre of the clearing and stretch far above the surrounding swamp. The trees, which seem particularly healthy despite their surroundings, seem quite out of place for this type of environment. Examine the three trees. Close examine of the three hardwoods with those that each is devoid of even the slightest imperfection, save one. A dish-shaped depression exists at the base of each of the three trunks. All right. I just got a disc. Bronze disc, use. You realise the bronze disc would fit perfectly into each of the impressions. You must describe which of the tree's impressions you will fit the disc. I'm going to put it in the oak trees. You fit the bronze disc in its impression in the trunk of the oak tree. Almost immediately the ground begins to shake ever so slightly. Several seconds, the shaking subsides, and you remove the disc. 
Alright, now I'm going to put it in the ash tree. And the ground shakes again. Now on the maple tree. Almost instantly the ground being set and you move the disc. Step back from the trees. Alright. Hmm. I'm going to use the bronze disc. Okay, what, where, where could I put it? Maple? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know which tree to put it in. Okay. Alright, okay, alright, oh, then. Okay, uh, I'm gonna show which tree do I put you in? Alright, let's go. Okay, you step back from the trunks of all three lessons. Lesser trees begin to shudder violently. I just kept putting it in trees. I'm not sure what I did. But now something has happened. With a deafening rumble, the ground opens at the base of the hardwoods, and the towering trees begin sinking into the earth. You watch in amazement as the massive hardwoods are rapidly swallowed up. The open gash in the earth rumbles out as the tip of the last tree disappears from view. Um, months later, not a trace of the three trees remains. Lying in the middle of the clearing where the trees once stood is a staff. The weapon is a rough-hewn wooden staff. With, and a, with and a tip. The weapon has, has a rough-hewn wooden shaft and a tip of sharpened stone. It appears quite unremarkable. Decided to take the staff. View the gold wooden staff. It's a weapon staff. It requires two hands. This garden staff is in the stake of a snake and fitted with a tip of sharpened stone. This weapon is of magical quality. Now, alright, I've got that. Now, I'm going to make my way to the temple in the middle of the muck. Yeah, sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't solve that puzzle with maximum efficiency. But, Maybe it's more fun that way for you. A, lone, a, a loud bunk droning buzz fills the air as a sore of black body boss descends out the sky straight towards you. Before you have a chance to react, the cloud of stinging insects has nearly enveloped you by a swarm of black wasps. Now, I don't think a sword's a good thing to fight wasps with, as they attack me from all sides. A sword can, has a very thin area. It's fighting with. If you're fighting wasps, I don't know, you'd use uh, your shirt, and a newspaper, a net. You know, you, well, something where you want to maximise the surface area. Because generally, you don't need to worry about multiplying your force when you're fighting wasps because 
the force of the force of even a little slap will be enough to bring it down. But you want to increase surface area, not reduce it, increase it. So, uh, no, I don't think there's really any. Uh, maybe, maybe just use your shield and go bonk, 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 bonk. That's probably the best thing. And they sat before size anyway. They are slain somehow. Somehow I managed to defeat wasps with a sword. Two muckmen. Maybe I didn't actually defeat them. I just got them annoyed enough that. All right, here we are. Going across the final passage, I think. Uh, I hope it's on the right place. The little description that, that tells you you're on the right place. Anyway, here we are. I can west now. Alright, it's, it's that. You're standing at the edge of a wide, dark pool. The surface of the pool whipples and bubbles as if many living creatures are continuously disturbing the water from below. In the middle of the pool, about a hundred yards from where you now stand, a large island of dark grey rock rises out of the sur water. The surface of the island is covered with large boulders and thick patches of stunted trees. A large stone bridge, in quite an advanced state of disrepair, spans the dark pool. I can cross the stone bridge to the island, or I can go back, but it's time to cross the bridge. You made it nearly halfway across the narrow bridge when the surface of the pool to your right suddenly explodes, covering you with a shower of muck and stagnant water. A near-shattering screech pierces the air as something long and dark rises out of the water. Rising up the swamp to your right, to the right of the bridge, is the head and leg of a, of a gigantic black-scaled serpent. The serpent rises to its full height nearly 20 feet above the surface of the water, and opens wide a mouthful of razor-sharp teeth. The gigantic beast emits an ear-shattering streak that reverberates throughout the swamp. The creature's large eyes spring open, revealing red orbs of flame that now are cruelly as they settle upon you. The serpent's head sways from side to side rhythmically as its long, black forked tongues flickers in and out of its mouth. You suddenly realise you can see right through this creature. The, the turpent appears to be a massive shadow. Find it difficult, difficult to break away from the creature's hypnotic scare. Without warning, the massive head plunges down towards you. Jaws waking wise, gave me wise, moves track, I can use fortification 20 plus now. Yeah. Your use of fortification has succeeded. You summon a... You hastily summon a defence to block the lurking shadow of serpent. A shimmering curtain of heavy silver chain materialises and hovers in the air before you, several feet in front of your face. The legs begin to glow bright green and you brace for impact as the massive serpent's head screams, toward, streams, screams towards you on a collision course. You pray that your summoned defence holds. 
The tremendous jolt knocks you off your feet and the bridge shudders as the shadow serpent slams into the magical barrier. The serpent recoils from the impact. Recoils from, recoils from the impact. Recoils from, recoils from the impact in shock. It emits a painful, angry shriek. The massive, its massive head sways back and forth, only a few feet in front of the shimmering, of the shimmering chain curtain. Suddenly, the curtain vanishes, leaving you exposed to the fearsome creature. Quickly realise there may be an opportunity to seize here while the creature is stunned. And seize I do. I attack the stunned serpent. Before the terrifying serpent has a chance to regain its senses, you launch your attack. Because it's stunned, the, melee, the shadow serpent will have its melee waiting reduced for the first three rounds of combat. I fight. My weapon is ineffective against this enemy. I'm going to use... The foe has resisted destruction? Oh dear. Oh, 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 wait, I know. That guard wooden staff. The stone tip of the, of the staff flares bright as a wither of flame surges forth of it and washes over the shadow serpent. The shadow serpent is no longer stunned. Oh, I, I wasted the first two turns. Shadow serpent screeches, strikes you with its gaping mouth. I use the guard wooden staff again. And one la- Oh, oh, yeah, it does. Stone tip of my staff flares bright red as a wither of flame surges forth and washes over the shadow serpent for the third time. And what, my, none of your- None of your weapons work against it. That- You have to- You have to use this staff. I think you could also use magic, maybe? You know, I'm gonna pause and check the wiki. Yeah, just check check the wiki. Yes, you can use magic to defeat it. But, it's too late for that now. It is slain. And I've got 262 experience. Now, if you, used, if you had defeated it with magic, some of that experience would go towards the magic. And that might be a reason to use magic. Because you tend to get a tend to get lots of experience for the weaponry and whatever your main weapon is and general experience just kind of sits there usually but you might want to focus XP towards a magic by just spamming spamming it with magic yeah just that's that's a thing to consider the Shadow Serpent stretches its mouth wide and emits a long, desolate wail. Its entire body shimmers briefly and then vanishes, leaving behind no trace of its existence. You, moment, you pause momentarily to effect on your enormity of victory before continuing across the bridge to the island. The ground here is much firmer underfoot than the boggy train you've come accustomed to throughout the rest of the swamp. And the surface of the island is littered with large boulders and thick patches of stunted trees. You discover a narrow path leading south through the pasture forest and move cautiously along it. The ground continues to rise as the path winds its way to the island's interior. 
and you soon find yourself navigating a rather steep incline. You've sought to catch a quick breath after climbing a particularly treacherous portion of the path, and are just about to continue when a faint, eerie sound rises up through the trees ahead. It's the sound of several voices chanting. You listen to the eerie chanting for several minutes and determine its source must still lie a good distance to the south, eager to identify what the source of the haunting south might be. You resume your climb up the narrow path. Your senses alert for any sign of danger in the surrounding forest. The chanting grows louder as you move further into the island's interior, and you feel, and you feel at any moment you'll stumble upon its source. As you reach the top of a tall, boulder-strewn hillside, you suddenly freeze in your tracks as your eyes fall upon an unnerving scene in the clearing in the forest clearing below. In a grassy clearing at the base of the hill lies the crept and vine-entangled ruins of an ancient temple. The ground looks, looks swampy throughout the clearing, and indeed it appears that much of the ruined structure has been swallowed by the mire. Chanting rises up from the clearing, and your eyes are drawn to the source of haunting sound. Three black-robed, hooded figures stand around the wide and a wide ring of raised stones. Inside the wings of stones, a pool of dark water rolls and churns. An uneasy feeling comes over you as you recognise the black-robed figures of Karund, members of an evil religious order devoted to the worship of the dark god Goleth. The three figures raise their arms towards the sky in unison. As their chanting grows in pitch and intensity, rise from your eternal prison, servant of Jorloeth. Intones one of the current, his voice a deep monotone. Tefog, we summon ye. Your path to this world is clear, servant of Jorloeth. Come forth and raise the army. Ah, master desires. The pool of dark water around which the Kerwins stand begins to whirl and bubble with increased feather. You watch in horror as the surface of the water starts to rise. Something is emerging from the pool. Three, the three Kerwins continues to chant as the dark, slimy, worm-like shape begins to emerge from the rolling pool inside the ring of stones. Realise that whatever evil sent me there, the Kerwins have performed here in its final stage, and that the spirit of Tefog is now attempting, attempting to take form in this world before your very eyes. You instantly recognise the danger of Tefog will pose if he's allowed to take form and raise an entire army of Merkmen. You must quickly find a way to disrupt the ceremony. Okay, I can use archery, illusion, Telekinesis or gating. I'm going to use telekinesis. Oh, it failed. Using your power of telekinesis, you le- levitate a fist-sized fragment of one of the wound columns of the claim below, protecting it with tremendous inter- velocity at one of the chanting wound. Speeding so, misses marks and lands with a thud with the soft earth not far from the chanting wound. Alerted to your presence, the Corrin immediately stopped their chanting and turned to face you. Yeah. Interruption, interruption. Feeling 
The three coin draw long, curved blades from beneath their robes and charge up the hillside towards you. You steel yourself to meet their attack. Three black-robed coins. I fight them to the death. They stab at me with their long, curved knives. Take that, you evil cultist people. You quickly step over the bloody corpses of the Grund and make your way down the hill towards the dark pool, keeping your eyes on the massive worm-like creature that continues to emerge from it. Tovos continues to emerge from the warning pool of dark water. Two bulbous glassy black eyes begin to protrude through the pooted jelly-like slime that encases his body. The born spirit of Tefok stretches wide a perfectly circular mouth, ringed with several rows of razor-sharp teeth and roars. As if in answer to the massive mighty roar, the soft ground of the clearing begins to quiver and undulate as hundreds of mer- merkmen begins to wise through the earth. The long-dead Gohlog, who once served Tefok at the site of this ancient temple, has been awakened to wide to heed the call of their risen master. Realise you must deal with Tefog here and now. Before he is completely emerged from his pool and his wicked arm is fully reasoned. I can use the guard word and staff. Oh, I can attack him. I'm going to attack him. He leap forward and attack Tefog. The giant worm-like creature rises up and tear and with rage and roars with rage before diving down to meet your attack. You are now in a fight for your very life against the powerful reborn spirit of Tedfog. Take that. I fight them. Oh, the weapon tears into my foe with cruel savagery. For 18, seven, 18 damage, 26 damage normally, so 44 damage in the first blow. Tedfog tears at your flesh with razor sharp teeth, but misses. Doing zero damage. Do more damage. Bit more. Nearly done. Ah, there. There he goes. Is it over? I don't know. 133 XP. Tetfall's worm-like form shudders as large amounts of greyish ooze seep forth from its open mouth. The hideous creature hastily retreats into a dark pool and disappears from view. Simultaneous with the treat of the master, the hundreds of merkmen rising through the soft earth of the clearing begin sinking back into the earth. Phew. In a matter of seconds, the wising army of Merkmen has disappeared completely. You wash over to the ring of stones and gaze into the pool. Beneath the surface of the bubbling black water, you can see Tefos forming smaller and smaller as, it's, as, it, as it retreats into the seemingly bottomless pool. At length, the surface of the water grows calm and you can no longer see any sign of the wizened spirit in the depths of the pool. You can use gating. Right, right, wait a minute. There's a third option. I don't know what... Okay, yeah, 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 no. I'm going to use gating. Alright. Yeah, use of gating has failed to close the portal that lies within the pool of dark water. The unmistakable sound of a foot falling on soft earth reaches your ears. You instinctively spin around, ready to defend yourself. 
Less than 20 yards from you stands a tall, black-robed figure, those faces concealed in the shadow cast by an oversized hood. The figure leans on a tall, wooden staff and seems to regard you with a good deal of caution. You realise this is another co-wind, and your eyes quickly scour the edge of the clearing and the temple ruins in case there are no others of his irk liking in wake. After a moment's silence, the figure speaks in a thin and waspy masculine voice. That's eerily thinner. Well met again, Zoop. The Cohen throws back his hood, and you're aghast to find yourself staring into the eyes of Koanga, the town owner of Stormfield, who wished you luck just before you began the mission. The tall, grey-haired man smiles at you warmly and bows deeply. I never expected you to stay the course to this point, he says, his raspy voice gradually changing into grim tone. Nevertheless, you may be an enemy today, Zoop, of the one true god, Dornoweth. For it is his servant you cast back through the gate. It is upon you that is faithful who enact their vengeance. For you can wrapped. God awaits his right hand over his head and disappears. A, form, a thick swarm of black thighs rises up from the ground on which he stood and buzzes off into the swamp. Still wheeling from the unexpected encounter, you nearly pat your skin, when a soft voice from behind you whispers your name. You turn around to find the source of voice, half expecting to find another black robe current. The sight that greets your eyes is entirely unexpected. Seated on, on the mossy remains of the fallen temple column is the beautiful, beautiful young silver-haired woman clad in flowing silver robes. The young woman smiles at you nice. No doubt I appear very different to you than I did at our last meeting. Suddenly, she says, suddenly you have a strange feeling washes over you. Realise the young woman seated on the column is youthful, the wise. Your victory is complete, says Yothel, smiling. Tefork has been denied entry into this world, and I dare say another cage age will have long since dawned before the foul spirit will have rekindled itself sufficiently to leave its Neville home. The people of, of Sawfield, and indeed Swift, need not fear dear Tothfog or the Merkmen any longer. Earthful slides off the column and lands nimbly on your bare feet. Earthful holds out her white hand, and an unseen force tears, tears the wooden staff from your grasp. The staff flies to Earthful's open hand. Ithor mutters a few words you cannot comprehend, and a staff in her hand suddenly transforms into a long green snake. The snake slips out of Ithor's grasp and starts to slither away. Just as the lengthy serpent reaches, just as the lengthy serpent reaches the edge of clearing, it turns and gazes you before a moment before disappearing into the undergrowth. The swamp will begin to heal itself in the absence of Tefog and his minions. So we dare not tarry here in the place of evil any longer than necessary. However, Soup, there is something I will bestow on you in parting. If thought, it sweeps her white hand towards the ground, and, in, and your eyes follow gesture, you stop to discover seven objects lying on these feet. These seven items hail from the realm of storms, she says, stepping back and motioning for you to approach sometimes. I would not wish a visit to that revelable realm upon anyone, even a hero of your ability. Yes, I offer you one of these items, in the hope that it will serve you well. Each was crafted countless ages ago in that dark world 
for heroes long since departed. Choose wisely, Zoop. You move forward all right, and examine seven objects lying on the ground. You may take only the, one of these items, so choose carefully. I'm going to take the Amulet of Storms. This black stone amulet was given to your lion chain, was given to you by Urthu the Wise. It was crafted countless ages ago in the realm of storms and Neverless. It gives five Neville Reserve, one body, one mind, mind, one spirit. I'll take. Oh, oh I, I accidentally took the staff of coins. Yeah, uh, oh well, oh well. I took, I took the wrong item. <laughs> the staff of storms instead, which. Which is Blackwood and Spaffles given to you by the Earth for the Wise. It was crafted countless ages ago in the realm of storms and inevitable. This weapon is of magical quality. Five mid awaiting, two body, two mind, two spirit. Not. I should, yeah, it's, 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 it's not that good. And that not, none of these items are all that good at this set. At this, as, as the game is now, as the game was then, when the game was first released, they were good. But now, no longer. I show, you show you might may continue. The ground, the ground begins to quiver and shake as a low rumble rises up from the depths of the earth. Ithril mutters several words and reaches out to your finger and you. The healing of this place has already begun, she says promisingly. Let us now depart, Soup. There is not a moment to lose. Take my hand. She can comes to realisation the entire island is sinking into the sun. Take Ithril's hand as it is instructed. The moment you take Ithril's hand, you feel your feet lift off the ground. You watch in amazement as you float upward, off the island and above the swamp. In a matter of minutes, you were soaring high above the murk in the bright mid-morning sky. Your hand clefts tight with the throws. You look down at the mire fire below. You can no longer see any sign of the island where Turfel's ruined temple stood. A short while later, your flight is ended as Uthral sets down with you in the outskirts of Stormfield, the spot where you entered the murk. Go now, Zoop, she says. Realising our grip and hands, it is unlikely we will ever meet again, for mine is a fleeting existence, and even now I find find myself called elsewhere. Farewell, and may the elder spirits wash over you. You hastily bid Ethel the wise a farewell in return, as she rapidly fades from view behind a shimmering curtain of silver sparkles. Seconds later, she is gone, and you find yourself standing alone at the edge of the murk. Without warning, without delay, you make your way to Stormfield and report immediately to the Magistrate. The Magistrate is overjoyed to learn excess and immediately calls for convening of the town elders in his quarters. Suddenly his face saddens and his, and his tone turns grey as, as he tells you a bit of sad news concerning the town elder corridor. Hasn't been seen for days, he says, shaking his head and sighing mournfully. Another victim of the Merkmen, I shouldn't advise her. Though with your victory, I pray that you should last. The magistrate's eyes wide in shock and disbelief when you recount the details of your recent encounter with Corridor, the Temple Ruins, he shakes his head and curses unto breath. This is grim news indeed. If the contemptible like of Cohen walk among us as own, how shall we ever find peace? 
The town owners arrive and their faces immediately light up. The success of your mission is announced. They rush over to congratulate you. Wondering why the magistrate is not chosen to mention your encounter with Condor when suddenly your attention shifts elsewhere. The magistrate produces a small iron-banded wooden chest and places it on the room's lone table. Gold is hardly the reward fit for saving an entire town. Yet is it that is the best we can offer you is compensation, he says. The chest contains a large amount of gold which the town owners and magistrate vehemently insist that you accept. 750 gold, actually. When you've collected your reward, the magistrate pulls you aside and speaks to you alone. What you've told me about Corridor is a secret best kept between us for now. We all trusted Corridor, says the magistrate, his voice barely above a vista. We all trusted Corridor, for we, for we had known him all our lives, yet your news made me rethink a few things. Perhaps some day I will need your help again. I hope I can count you amongst my friends, Zoop. It does not take long for the word of your mission's success to spread throughout Stormfield, and within hours a large feast has been planned at which you are, you are seated next to the magistrate as the guest of honour. Before the feast commences, the magistrate offers a, a moment of silent prayer and a reflection from the missing town odour corridor. You and the magistrate quickly exchange lowing glances. Congratulations, Zoop, for having successfully saved the town of Stormfield from the menace of the Merc. You have earned an experience bonus. 2,048 experience to general. After the feast, you stay on in Stormfield for a few days as the guest of the magistrate. Before deciding, it's time you are on your way. During those few days, you witness the count town undergo a miraculous transformation. The shops that were closed due to the menace of the men are reopened, and the marketplace is again a bustling centre of commerce. The citizens of, of Stormfield now move about the town without fear of the wicked beings that once crept out of the murk. And here we are. We are back in Stormfield. I'm going to save the game, and we are... We are done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.